Hey, this is Quintessential 2, and I'm back. And today I'm going to talk about a show that used to air on MTV called Making the Band. And in particular, this is season three. This is during the time that uh, Puff Daddy was trying to create this international girl group. That's what he just that's how he described it back then. And this was around early, probably mid-2000s when this was going on. He had already worked on two other groups. He did like a more of a hip-hop group, and I think he did an all-boy band that was very complimentary to a Backstreet Boys. I think the group was 98 Degrees. I'm not sure, not sure about that, but he did a group earlier. Um, like I said, they were kind of like a Backstreet Boys type of group. And then he did the hip hop group. And now um, at this particular point in time, he went ahead and he created what later on became Dandy Kane. What made this particular series very interesting and really good was the level of talent and the interaction that all the ladies had with each other. During the first part of making the band, he didn't select a group yet. He didn't feel like he had the right combination of women that were able to sing and dance. So you couldn't just be a great singer and you couldn't just be a great dancer. You had to have both. And a lot of the young ladies, they were either very good at one or the other. There was very, very few of them in the, in the first round that had that combination that P. Diddy was looking for, okay? And although I was wondering about Malika, I think she was she was a person that, you know, he brought back the next go around when they went to their second, you know, second try at creating a band because he sent all the ladies home and he invited three of the ladies to come back. He invited Andrea, he invited Aubrey and Malika. They were the three that he... I think he felt like they can be given a second chance and let's see how they stack up against the next group of ladies that were going to try out and come into the house and see if they could live up to the very, very, very rigorous program and process that Diddy had in place. He had Lorianne. We get to see the boom cat, you know, going on. Um, we get Johnny right in the second part versus the first part. He had a different manager, talent manager, um, and I forget the young man's name, but he had a different talent manager during the first part. We also get a chance, we got a chance to see, I think it was uh, Justin. Justin was the dead mother. And let me tell you something. I like Justin, even though he was very unreasonable. And I think he was just doing a lot, which wasn't really his job because he was, he truly was hanging it over the young ladies' heads about if he if they don't do what he say do and it, that he can go back and report it and it could cost them their spot or their potential spot in trying to become a member of this new group. So they ended up firing him. <laughs> they fired him, but I liked him. I thought he was great. I thought he had some really good insight, but he was just doing a little too much. I felt like they could have just given him a second chance, have a sit down, talk to him about some of the things, all the things that the young ladies were saying and re, and kind of look at him to, you know, hope to he could refocus and readjust to working with these ladies because I felt like his dance experience um, would have worked out really well. You know, he wasn't a dancer anymore. I think he had a good eye for understanding what stage presence was all about. 
So in the second part, we get you know another group of ladies that come in. The house isn't as uh, luxurious as it was in the first part. In the first part, they had a really nice made-up house and a makeup room and a lot of a lot of luxuries. It was really really nice. Well, Diddy, I guess decided since he got to go through a second round of looking at ladies that he's stripping all the luxuries and they had like these bunk beds. It looked like, I guess you could say a military type boot camp style home. They had all just the bare essentials and make sure that their focus was on doing what they needed to do in order to make the band. All right. Now, this is the point at which we start seeing a different group of girls come in. So eventually we do see Dawn comes to the house and um, we see Dee Woods. And I think she was going by the name Juanita. Um, I don't know if that, you know, D Woods. I think Juanita was her actual name, but then her stage name was D Woods. But we're going by Juanita during this episode only because that's the name that she's using at this point in time. And we also get a chance to see Shannon. Shannon was really not um, in the forefront a lot. We, we saw basically a lot of uh, Aubrey. And Aubrey, in my opinion... I think that she was a shoo-in from the beginning to become a member of this group. I think Diddy had already had it in his mind that he wanted Aubrey in the group. If nothing else, from that first group of ladies, Aubrey was already someone that he felt was uh, would represent a, 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 the diversity and having this, what do you call it, um, like you said, this international look and feel. So Aubrey was the kind of person, and he liked her style, he liked her swagger, and it wasn't that she was such a strong singer, but she was a very good dancer. So he, you know, I think he was already set on Aubrey being a part of this group. Now, Andrea, he was on the fence about, and I have to be honest, I wasn't a hundred percent sure about Andrea either. I liked her voice. I felt her voice was a lot stronger than her dancing, even though she was a good dancer, but her voice was really, really strong. I enjoyed her singing, but I just didn't know if she had that edge that I thought Diddy was looking for. Because quite frankly, I really thought Melissa, there was a, uh, Melissa was uh, one of the ladies that tried out. Um, I think she came in the second half. And I really thought that he was going to go with Melissa, but he went with Andrea. It is what it is. Malika. Now, Malika, in my opinion, I felt like Malika did not have the sound. She definitely didn't have the dance. The, the look and the feel for her as part of being a, a, in this group just wasn't working. You know, I felt like she looked a little older. I don't know if it was the makeup that she was wearing or the hairstyles, but I loved her personality. To me, Malika... And this is not to shade Malika, but I felt like she would have been a better, better. I don't want to say, well, did mother, if you will. I think she would have, she, she had the respect of the young ladies. And even though she wasn't very old, but she, I think she was older than a lot of the ladies in that, that were trying to, um, that were trying out. I think Malika would have been a better den mother, in my opinion. And that might be an insult to her, but, you know, I just didn't think that she was the right fit for what he was looking for. So at any rate, Malika, you know, she, you know, was sent home. Ultimately, she, 
you know, it just wasn't working. Good thing though, I've read that Malika is still doing her singing. She's got her own style. I love it. I think that she definitely was better for being a solo artist. When you looked at Malika and you heard Malika, she gave you that T-Boss effect. <laughs> That's kind of what I was seeing. Even though they didn't mention it um, in the show, at least when, you know, as far as the audience could see, I always got T-Boss when I saw Malika and, and her, just her mannerisms and her sound. All right, so then we get a couple of the young ladies. I think one was from Atlanta or lived in Atlanta, and I'm not sure where the other one was from. Levante, excellent singer. I really liked her singing, but her attitude was absolutely poor. Ooh, she was terrible. She didn't want to listen to people. She felt like she was just so important and above everybody. I, mm -mm, it didn't work. You know, they had to end up sending her home. Dominique was a fan favorite. Dominique had that voice. I loved Dominique. I really do wish that she was given the opportunity in retrospect, but because <clears throat> she had the voice. It's just no way to get around it. But again, her dancing, and I think even though her dancing wasn't very good, I think she could have caught on to some basic choreography and made it work because she really had it. She had that personality. She had stage presence. I really liked Dominique. Now, I read, don't know if it's true, so allegedly I'll say later on, Dominique was given, Dominique was given an opportunity to do a solo album, but she turned it down. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but like I said, Dominique had that voice. So we go through the process again, and ultimately he makes his, his, his decision. A lot of people liked, didn't like Dinesh. Dinesh had a good voice as well. But she just, again, she was like oil and water with the group. She didn't make it. Tequita was hilarious. I enjoyed Tequita. She ended up getting a show later on. Her and uh, another potential member or someone who tried out, Cowie, ended up having their own separate show on MTV. I thought that was okay. I didn't watch the show, but at least they got another opportunity to be seen and heard. So that was good. The ultimate group, you know, the, the, the ladies that got selected. You got Aubrey. You had... Um, Juanita, a.k.a. D. Woods. You got uh, Shannon. She was from Portland. You have, um, oh, goodness, what was her name? Shannon. And then the other one, oh, Dawn. Dawn, who's from New Orleans. And then Aubrey. Great chemistry at first. And I noticed I said at first. Great chemistry. They worked well together. They harmonized very well together. And we get a chance to see them work on their very first album. And even though there were some challenges with, you know, understanding how to work with the producers and really getting that sound out there, they made it work. It was a success. Everything seemed to be great during the first album and the promotion of the first album. Great. Their second album, which was actually nominated for a Grammy and debuted number one, I think that was the Welcome to the Dollhouse album. This is when things went south. This is during this time they had switched their management. You know, they switched management and they, uh, they just started doing their own thing. You know, Aubrey started doing things on Broadway. I think she was in Hairspray. Dee Woods was doing her own thing. Everybody had their own projects and they were really separating themselves. Okay, so they, they weren't as together as they were, the, you know, when they first was trying to get into the group. They began to separate themselves. And despite the fact that their album was a major success, you know, there were just a lot of inner turmoil, 
turmoil that was tearing the group apart. Uh, Aubrey, not Aubrey, uh, let me see. What well, was reported that Aubrey was trying to leave the group. She, not Aubrey, uh, Andrea. Andrea was trying to leave the group. She was dissatisfied with the with things that was going on and unhappy. And her and Aubrey just weren't even talking anymore. So we later find out that one, Aubrey started changing her look. She was getting a lot of attention. She was doing a lot of other things and Diddy didn't like any of it. He didn't like her look. He didn't like her attitude. I didn't mind her speaking up for herself, but I think she didn't know like when to speak or when to go to war and when to hold back. She just didn't have the right timing. Diddy was still the one that was in charge. And, you know, so you have to approach it, you know, very carefully. And she didn't do that. So Diddy, you know, <clears throat> finally has this meeting. And he is trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. And we find out that Don had been working on a project with Diddy and it was done on the low. You know, Diddy did not let the other girls know what he was doing as far as working on this new project and having Don, you know, take part in that. And that caused the other ladies to feel left out and that created more division and trust factors. So Diddy let them know like he didn't have to explain anything to these ladies as far as what he's doing and the projects he's working on. He didn't have to get their approval for it, which was right. He he really didn't. But it, I think all of that could have been handled a lot differently. There were people in Diddy's camp clearly talking and creating even more drama and more problems. So from that point forward, when he fired Aubrey and he fired D. Woods, Really, Danny Cannon was over, to be honest. There was nothing else left. Because later on, you know, the remaining, you know, um, Don, Shannon, and uh, Andrea, when he brought them back a few months later, Shannon didn't even return. I guess Shannon was like, I'm over it. And he kind of let go of Andrea. He was like, he, you know, he really didn't feel like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't feel as though he could trust her moving forward with Danny Kane. He, I think that person that email out talking about her, dislikes. I think that rubbed him the wrong way. Whatever the case may be, he dismissed her. So really all you had left was Dawn. And we know Dawn ended up working on other projects and, you know, being a part of a different group and all of that. So like I said, it was a great show, um, those two seasons. It's, it's sad to see, you know, how, you know, when you look back and see how Danny Kane came up through such humble beginnings and then just imploded. You know, I, and we still don't know all of the details of what really went down behind the scenes. I hope they do a documentary. I hope we get a chance to see a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever documentary about Dandy Kane, because I feel like we just really never got that level of detail to understand what went wrong. So and I know everybody has their own opinions in the group of things that bothered them. I would love to see them get back together, but I know that's not going to happen. I think Andrea got married and started a family. And yeah, I think people are doing their own thing right now. But nonetheless, that was my synopsis and semi-type review of Making the Band, Dandy Kane. Talk to you later.